0: How's your life? What are you doing? What's going on? Tell me everything.
1: My life is going amazing. Um, I am currently uh, in New York City. I'm in Midtown Manhattan. Um, I am having the best time just taking things as they come. I've been lucky enough um, after Anastasia to get to meet so many exciting new people. Um, this year was crazy for me. I went to Morocco, uh, which was really cool to do a show there. I got to do a show with Christine Ebersole. I love Christine Ebersole. I'm, she is like, I am obsessed with her. I think she's such a phenomenal actress and it was like a dream to get to work with her. Um, She's amazing. Um, And then I got to, um, I I went to China And from time to time, I tour with the Broadway Princess Party, which has been a lot of fun. And I have a show that's going to the Paper Mill Playhouse at the end of, um, I guess it's like the end of the spring, early summer. So that's really exciting. So I've got a lot of like fun stuff coming up. But at the same time, I'm just like, just grateful to be alive and uh, just doing a lot of meditation and yoga and i like to jog and so that sort of thing that's what's going on in my life
0: i got to play a workshop for you um with broadway and you working with kids is it's an art form and watching you work with those kids was so awe inspiring because i think we we get to see people on stage and we get to see people doing their craft, but watching you take the gloves off and be with those kids was so incredible. And I love my phrase that I took away from you working with these kids was, all right, that was amazing. You're all talented. Let's play. And I myself saying that all the time now because it's form. It breaks down that wall of like, I have to be perfect or I have to, present something that's a finished product. So you allow the kids to play, but you also affirm their talent. You affirm their abilities. You affirm what they came to the table with already. And it's, I'm thankful to have played for a lot of different actors who do this, but this was just something very different. And it's it's a spirit thing. I don't know if you believe in that, but there's just something about your spirit that shines so deep and radiates. And so it's so cool to watch you do that. What makes you want to do things
1: like that? Roy, thank you so much for saying that. That means so much to me. Um, I really just have a passion for the craft of acting. And um, I love it so much, and especially acting a song. I just, I get really invested when it comes to, when it comes to that. And, And I've been doing it. Um, since I was a kid, and I can honestly say this, when I started off as, you know, when I really started my acting training, and I guess that really began for me my eighth grade year, I was not good. Not even great. Not even close to okay. I was not good. And I really had to take those little baby steps that you take throughout life Um, when you're learning any craft to get better. And so I come at it from what worked for me. And I think what's so great about teaching, um, especially in New York and there's, is that a lot of different teachers when it comes to acting come at it from such different angles. And I just feel like that was what was so great about going to college is that I was offered so many different styles of acting. And what I bring to the table is what has helped me, what has made me feel my, what has helped me get in to be my most honest and truthful self um, on stage. And for me, I know this sounds cheesy, but I always come back to the root, which is when I was a little kid in my basement playing pretend. And those are, when I am in that state of play, I truly feel that, that those are my best performances. Um, and I love to impart that to kids, so I, yeah.
0: And you grew up, you, so playing in your basement, was there ever a moment in your life when you were playing in your basement that you wanted to be a princess?
1: Um, honestly, I didn't even think in my wildest dreams that I would ever even get to go to be on Broadway. Um, I think when we're kids, we just do what feels natural to us and what feels good in our hearts. And for me, I just really loved pretending to be other people so much. And when it came, and my I was lucky because my family was super supportive of that, of whatever my passion was, my heart was. And I also was a songwriter. so And I feel as well that songwriting is very similar to acting in a way because it's almost like you have to tap in like you said to this you have to tap into this I don't know state of being where you're open and ready to receive um guidance in a way I can't even explain it but I think that that's what what the best acting is is when you tap into that state of like connectedness almost to like almost like almost to a higher power. I can't really explain it. And, and the thing is, it's so hard to do that and there's no way to manufacture it. All you can do is just breathe and be open to the moment and have that joyful, playful. And, and obviously I say all of that with not even answering your question at all, but I say all of that to explain, you know, when you're learning the craft of acting, that it's, obviously there's a lot more to it than just connecting and now you're great. You know, there's, there's, there's technique and there's specific things. What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my nervous energy? How do I breathe through this? You know, there's, there's so many things involved when it comes to performing in general, but um, I love that connectedness and that was growing up. It wasn't so much about I want to play a princess or be a Disney princess, but I definitely Liked listening to those Disney princess songs and felt, um, and I loved playing pretend, like pretending to be all of those characters um, growing up, uh, like the Little Mermaid and Cinderella and um, Anastasia especially. Uh, so I, I did used to like playing pretend of those characters. And ultimately, I never even, I never thought in my wildest dreams, you know, I would get to do Broadway, but I just knew to follow my heart and to continue taking those baby steps forward. And I always thought, even if I'm performing for one person, that one person was there, was put in front of me to give them a good show. And then that, and then that should be enough, mm-hmm. um, you know, and sometimes we're put on this earth, like for that one day like for right now i am here with you this is our moment together and that's enough you know and i'm really excited because this is going to get shown to more people but even if it was just you and me that is enough do you know what i mean
0: i love that so i want to know a specific story because you and i talked about this off air and so i'm going to let you tell it for everybody else and i want to know about mama mia
1: yes (laughs) what about what, wait, what's specifically just about the experience?
0: Well, I wanna know your audition process because you spoke Mamma Mia into the universe many times.
1: Many, many a times. Oh, so here's
0: yeah. the story. What happened?
1: So here's the story. So I was obsessed with Sophie. I love the character. I just felt sometimes once in a while, there's a character that enters the musical theater canon And you just feel in your soul that you need to play it one day. And that was Sophie for me. So when I was actually doing Spring Awakening on tour, I used to walk around singing, what's the name of the game? And everyone would go, okay, Christy, okay, we know someday you want to play Sophie. Um, And right after I had graduated from college, I auditioned. um, They were just holding like a general audition they weren't really looking to cast Sophie it was more like people that we think could play Sophie will put on the books Mm -hmm. and I went in and I had a good audition and then sometime in between doing Spring Awakening on tour they held auditions again in LA and I went out again but at that time I was in the middle of doing Venla in Spring Awakening so I was crying my eyes out being emotional um you know every day eight shows a week on stage doing Venla, and then I go in to do Sophie audition and there's this whole scene where Sophie and Skye almost don't get married and they, well they obviously we know what happens at the end but the fact that they um they they almost don't go through with the wedding and they get into a fight and she says don't want to be with me anymore and he's like you just wanted to play happy families anyway so it's this whole scene it's really emotional and I go in and I cry my eyes out and I'm like you don't want to marry me anymore and I'm just like crying and they're like she's just she's good but she's just a little too venla in spring awakening verse like because it's like this is mama mia you know what I mean like it's not a drama it's not like you had an abortion, and you're gonna die. Like it's it's a different show. So, um, so I just brought like just that little bit too much emotion into it, right? Um, and it doesn't have to be as deep, right? So I went in again after I did carry the musical, and I knew better this time. I was like, I am not gonna cry my eyes out and get super dramatic in this audition. I'm gonna do my best. And so I went in, and I. I found, I literally spent a full day looking for my audition outfit. I like, I couldn't find, I wanted to get a flowy white skirt because I know Sophie in the Broadway production wears like a flowy blue skirt. Um, So I wanted to find like a flowy white skirt. So it's a little, and then wear a light blue shirt on top. And I knew this is what I wanted in my mind, but it took me a full day to find the outfit. I ended up finding a white dress that I ended up cutting to make it look like a skirt. I did all of this work and then, um, actually my really amazing friend Olivia Oguma came over and she was in the Broadway production and we had a long talk about like Sophie and the character and like how to truly connect. Um, and I went in and I booked it and I will never forget. I freaked out. I couldn't believe it because while I was doing Carrie, I even told like Andy who had done spring awakening with me at the time. I was like, "You I'm auditioning for this. I'm auditioning." And um he was like, "Good luck, girl." And so when I booked it, I was so excited. And um it was literally a dream come true, but it was something that I had been thinking about and wishing for and like praying for like for years before it ever actually happened so sometimes once in a while a manifestation comes to life and that's uh that's what happened
0: (laughs) and so you also have you also have a musical sister
1: yeah well my sister's amazing um she actually is not in the performing arts now but i always tell people I really think if Carrie my sister Carrie went into musical theater she would be hands down way better than me she was just a natural growing up and I still have videos from when she did school shows and I like remember going to college and like putting them on and being like guys guys you have to see my sister she's so talented um And I still hope if you're listening to this, Carrie, one day, I hope you just decide to do a concert or something because you're so good.
0: It'll be like the Menzel sisters. They'll just, you'll just do a concert randomly. That's
1: what needs to happen. That's exactly what needs to happen.
0: (laughs) So uh, getting to create Anastasia I'm sure you know, you've gotten to perform on so many major network shows. You've gotten to perform obviously on Broadway and um, seeing a lot of those performances beamed out into the world, there's probably some kids that are in the middle of nowhere that this is the closest access they have to Broadway and to musical theater. What advice do you have to those kids that uh, are growing up wanting to do what you do?
1: Um, the advice that I would give those kids is honestly lead from your heart, Mm. um, and make sure that you're, that whatever it is you do, even if it's not musical theater, that it, that it's something authentic and it's coming from the right place, you know, um, musical theater is one of the most rewarding things I think a human being could decide to do with their life. Mm. Um. And you have to do it literally for what I said before, which is I could happily perform for one person and that's enough because I love doing it so much. If you're thinking to get into musical theater for fame or followers or anything like that, it's not, it's not necessarily for you. I think if you, if you wanna make this a lifelong career, you know, you, I think we all should be nerds about the craft and fall in love with the art of it. And that the only way you could ever do that, because there's so many challenges along the way when it comes to becoming. I mean, even to this day, I could say I did. I have put in my 10,000 hours because they say it takes 10,000 hours to become hmm. an expert in your craft. So I could say I have put in my 10,000 hours actually logged in but I still don't think I'm fully there yet. I still think no matter what age you're at, you're still trying to evolve and get better and better and more honest and more truthful. And, and along with that, there's so many different characters and every character brings new challenges, right? So it's not for the faint of heart, you know, it has to be something that you truly love and you're passionate about and, you're w- and you look to those challenges with excitement. Um, and so make sure number one, that that is true. And number two, I will say this, whether you're on hour number one of your 10,000 hours or hour number 53 of your 10,000 hours or hour number 10,000, try and try and try. To pat yourself on the back every day for where you are in the process now because I just remember when I was younger and I was taking those baby steps to become better in this field is I would always look to other people and be like oh I just wish I could be there I just wish I could be at this level I just wish that it could be this easy I just wish I knew how I knew this part that girl does that so good I wish I could get there um and just know that where you are is perfect. Where we are in our process is always perfect where we are. Does that make sense?
0: It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, of course, got to see Anastasia, and I was talking to Yay! his friend, and he uh, got to see it, and I told him I was interviewing you, and he wanted me to pass on this message from Miguel Luciano. Uh, out of all the shows that he's gotten to see, you as the leading lady for Anastasia was sheer perfection. You were so gentle, so commanding, and so mesmerizing that it just was such a beautiful experience to watch that show come to life. And he, uh, he, I told him I would tell you exactly that. You work so hard, and I've gotten to see you work on stage, and then I've gotten to see you work with other individuals, uh, students. You work so hard. And there is nothing that I believe is handed to you. I think that you have climbed that ladder on your own. And so my, my question for you is what advice do you have for people that are figuring out how to climb this ladder and what advice do you have for when, when they fall back a little bit?
1: So that's a really nice question and thank you so much to your amazing friend for those kind words. Um, so like I said, you have to have passion number one, and in your heart, you have to be excited for the little things like, you know, um, like getting up in the morning. Honestly, one of my, one of my biggest, um, things that I like to talk about when it comes to doing good work that I think when people are struggling because i think we all fall into ruts sometimes and one thing that has always helped me get back up on my feet has been remembering that my body is my instrument Mm -hmm. and because my body is my instrument i need to tune that body and how do we tune that body you know there's times that i've been like really down because like okay The phone hasn't rung in a while. I don't have an audition. What am I going to do? You know what I mean? And we've all been there if you've been doing this long enough. So how do I take care of myself? And that there's so much in this industry that we can't control. The one thing that we can control is how to tune our instrument. And so that it goes without saying you're supposed to take lessons. It goes without saying you're supposed to keep up with your dance skills, your voice skills, your acting right it goes without saying but when I'm talking about tuning your instrument I mean like literally wake up in the morning and think about what it is that you can do mentally and physically to be the best you can be so for me lately I can tell you what's really helped me right now and also for every person, it's different. But for me, I can tell you right now, I've been drinking these green drinks filled with kale and um, spinach and uh, all sorts of really good green stuff. So I'm doing that. I do yoga. Um, I'm really into yoga. I'm really into meditation. Um, I'm, I love jogging, if anyone knows me. I love, I, I ran a marathon last year. So I you know when it comes to that stuff and then meditating is so good for the brain because it helps your mind slow down and it helps you tap into that heart space and realize what is important on this earth and why we are here and that um and that there's always some way to be of service every day so it might be okay maybe today is not the day i'm working on my craft but what can i do today who can i reach out to and 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 what can i do to bring a smile on someone else's face it might be like you know it might for me where i live it might be just going outside and giving some money to the homeless or um calling my mom to tell her i love her or something so so there's so many options hanging out with a friend um so there's so many options of things that you can you can do during those times um to help you feel to remind you of like who you are to tune your body, and to just, like, be grateful um, for the process and to know it does take time. And that if you're doing those, if you're doing the right things and you are taking those baby steps forward, you're on the right path no matter what.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. There is a rumor out there that there may be an album coming. (laughs) Ah, yes. I'm just curious if there's anything you can admit or reveal or share.
1: So I've written a ton of songs and I have my producer and I have my, um, and I have like a collaborator that I'm working with. Um, It's just literally like every, like things, you know, I'm a proponent of when life gives you, something like don't shy shy away from it so like the universe has been giving me like these princess parties and certain things and so things just keep getting dragged back and I take that as a sign like okay now is not the time now is not the time and I feel like when the time comes it will be glaringly obvious and it's gonna and it'll just like be like okay this is the time to focus on my music and this is the time to share it with the world and um, I definitely have a ton of songs in the in the back pocket and um and when it feels the most correct I'm so excited and I can't wait to share it with the
0: world. Can't wait either. I wanted to ask uh what the process for Anastasia was like. I know we toggle between a lot of your work, but I'm so curious as to working with Steven Schwartz or Stephen Schwartz, Steve Lin- mm. I'm gonna get it right one day. Yeah. Linarence and Stephen Flaherty or I just manifested something else, one of the two. Um Lin- Stephen Flaherty. Do you, to have that experience to work hands on with them.
1: Um, uh, Lynn Lynn Aaron's and Stephen Flaherty are the most genuine, honest, like kind, sweet, funny people to work with. They it's it's almost like they don't know how what a big deal they are. <laughs> like, you can't even believe it. And I even felt that way when I was auditioning. Um, I remember the very first audition I went in for Anastasia, and it was just a reading, like three years before I even got cast. Um, I remember working on one of the songs, and Stephen brought me over to the piano and was like, we want to teach you um, a portion of a new song. Like in the audition room, I remember this happening. Like, can you hum this melody or can you hit this thing? And it was, um, wow, this is crazy. I literally forgot this story until right now. And I, 'cause, cause you said, what do you think of Lynn and Steven? And I've never told this story before, but it was the first experience I had really connecting with Steven because he took me over to the piano and he like worked out this melody for me to sing. And this was before I even knew him or had gotten cast or anything years before. And um, I just remember thinking, this man is so nice, such a kind man. You know what I mean? Sometimes I've been in auditions and, and it's not the case, you know? And so Never um, never anything I, I booked, but, like, you can read a room sometimes in an, in an audition. You can feel the energy in an, in an audition. And um, and there was nothing but warmth any time I walked in. Um, and I think that's a huge testament to Tom Cartaghy, who was um, one of the main producers of our show. Um, such an amazing, kind man. And, obviously, Terrence McNally just... Seriously, one of the most incredible um, writers of our time. Mm -hmm. He is just a genius when it comes to um, writing the way people talk and the way people feel. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how he's able to not only write for, um, you know, a man, but for a woman, especially like Mm -hmm. a woman in 1800s russia or nine early 1900s eighteen hundred, like early 19th but ah, i can't i can't speak um but it's it's unbelievable what he's what he's done uh so yeah he's amazing and i and i feel like it's just it's been like and working with them didn't feel i think that's what's so crazy about it because All of these really exciting things were happening to me. I was originating a role on Broadway, which was surreal. And you would think that that would come with so many nerves and all this pressure when you're in the rehearsal room, but it wasn't. I felt like I was home. I felt like I was exactly where I should be. And I think think that is what happens when it comes to success in life in general. For the most part, when you are on the right path and you are living with your heart authentically and you are taking those baby steps forward, um, every step of the way, yes, challenges will come, but every step of the way, um, when you hit a new milestone, it ends up feeling like, of course, not like you won the lottery. You know what I mean? And so, for example, when I booked Mama Mia!, People say to me, oh my gosh, what was it like your opening night of Mama Mia? Were you so nervous? Were you freaking out your opening night on Broadway? How did that feel? And it's so crazy because I literally, I'm not kidding you. I wasn't nervous, scared. I was just really excited. And I think that to get to that point, it's because I felt like I put in all this work and all this effort and all this time and all this energy into this craft. And this is just the natural progression. And I get to play in a role that feels very much in my wheelhouse. I had so much, you know what I mean? It was, I was dreaming of Sophie for years. So it was, um, it was just joy. And I think that that's what's so crazy is I'm now originating a role on Broadway where it's a totally, you're, you're, you know, it's a totally new thing where it's like, you're helping create this character for the stage. And I was, I was just excited and I knew I I was patting myself going, okay, girl, you got this, you know, work on it. And I was working on it every morning. I was working on the notes that were given to me and I believed in myself um, at that point. And so just know that anything that the universe gives you it's giving it to you because you've earned it and, and, and it's your time and trust in that, you know, yes, put the work in, but also trust in that, that you, you took it that far for, you got that far for a reason and everybody gets their moment in the sun. And even if you're nervous, know that, that, that nervousness was put there for you on purpose to help you grow and get better. Um, and in some cases you get nervous, but for my, in my experience, I was, you know, sometimes I'd get nervous, but. But on those pivotal, those pivotal times, I was nothing but excited, especially during rehearsals. And I felt like every single person in that cast is, was like a family member. And they ended up now still being like a family
0: member to me. Incredible. Do you have any onstage mishap stories that you could tell us from Anastasia?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, So, it just happens sometimes when you're um, doing a long running show that you'll forget your line sometimes Um, I did that show for like two years so um, once in a while I would I would forget a line but then you get right back on you know what I mean Um, there was another time that I sort of I didn't fall off the train but I like slid off the train um, so that was kind of crazy. And then there was another time that I think it happened maybe like one of the first days of previews that our train had stopped working. And um, there was like some ad libbing done uh by the ensemble members on the back of the train. They were kind of like, oh, look at what's happening. Like they kind of, you know, they did some fun ad libbing and everybody laughed. And um, but that was what was so crazy is that the the technical aspects of the show were so intense. I mean, we had three turntables. And you would think that with all of the turntables and all of the, you know, and a train coming in on a track and uh, the video wall, that there would be more mishaps than those three that I kind of said. Um, But there really weren't. uh, It pretty much ran without a hitch. Um, And that's just a testament to the amazing crew at the Broadhurst and and I literally had the best stage manager of all time, Bonnie Panson. She's like she's literally the best one of the best stage managers in the industry. And rightfully so. She's working on a uh, six right now. So,
0: yes. Love so it. yeah,
1: she's she's the best.
0: So normally what I like to do is I like to, at the end of every show, do a rapid fire section where I ask some questions about you and to see what I can get to know. And then I want to ask you one more thing, but I'll ask you after the rapid fire question and you can totally say no, but we'll see what happens. So I'm going to ask you yeah. rapid first, rapid fire and then we're going to see what happens. You ready?
1: Rapid fire. Let's do it.
0: All right, here we go. What's your favorite color? Blue. Favorite candy?
1: Um, My favorite candy? That's impossible. I love all candy.
0: <laughs> favorite TV? <laughs> You're
1: like giving me a look because <laughs> you want me to give you a real answer, but I don't. I, I guess I, I can't. I can't. I love all candy. All of it. I
0: accept it. What's okay, you- what- What's your favorite
1: TV show? Um, oh, God. Well, right now I'm watching, oh, gosh, there's so many. Oh, oh, wait, let me think about it. Give me a second. Just a second. My favorite TV show that's ever been done. Um, um, oh, my gosh. I guess, like, maybe Game of Thrones. <laughs> good. Except good the ending. Ew, that ending was not as good as I wanted it to be. But other than that, Game of Thrones was pretty great.
0: Uh, pre-show meal. Uh,
1: pre-show meal. Um, ooh. Uh, 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 Greek salad.
0: Yes. Post-show meal. Um,
1: um, mm, uh, a huge, famous Amadea piece of pizza. Mm.
0: Favorite show currently on Broadway.
1: Favorite show currently on Broadway. Oh my gosh. Uh, Hadestown. Have you seen Hadestown?
0: I yeah, have. It's wonderful. Oh, it's so good. Uh, go to musical genre.
1: Um, ooh, I don't know. I like, I like Jason Robert Brown stuff. What's that contemporary?
0: Contemporary, pop, modern, jazz. It's a little bit of everything. He does it all.
1: Yeah. It's like, go back to my roots. I love elegies, William Finn, you know, mm. stuff I grew up with.
0: If you could be any other occupation, what would it be?
1: uh any other occupation i'd be a songwriter i'd be like a singer songwriter
0: (laughs) favorite movie
1: um favorite movie
0: elf uh old school favorite old school broadway show before
1: (laughs) 1970 oh old school broadway show before 1970 um maybe uh maybe uh sound of music
0: Mm -hmm. guilty pleasure snack
1: oh oh my god well here's the thing i love all sugar but this isn't really a snack like ice cream does ice cream count
0: that's a snack (laughs) okay a snack guilty pleasure television show reality tv
1: Television show, reality TV, um, this isn't reality TV, but like kind of, Wendy Williams. Do you know who she is?
0: For reality TV. I'm
1: obsessed with Wendy Williams in like the worst way because she's amazing and I know there's a lot of controversy with her, but I just think she's so funny and so like, she's just so authentic and it just makes me smile.
0: She yeah. says it happens, that's for sure.
1: She says it as it is. Sometimes she hurts people's feelings, but I know it's like it's kind of her shtick, right? It's to be funny. It's to not be like, you know. I don't think she really means to like hurt people. I think it's more like this is a show. It's all in fun,
0: right? I, you know, I agree with that. Favorite holiday?
1: Um, my favorite holiday is, um, maybe well, Thanksgiving for family, but Easter for the candy.
0: Hmm. Favorite season?
1: Uh, spring.
0: Favorite coast, East Coast or West Coast?
1: Um, I like the I like the the, gosh, I like both, but I guess East Coast. Okay.
0: Favorite vacation spot?
1: Um, ooh, vacation spot, maybe uh uh the Jersey Shore.
0: Do you have <laughs> a dream? My grandmother of-
1: had a house down there, huh? <laughs>
0: Do you have a dream role that you want to play?
1: Um, the role that's never been written yet.
0: I love it. And my last question, do you have a Broadway bestie?
1: Uh, like a best friend who's also on Broadway? Sure. Okay. Um, well, one of my, my two, like some of my best friends. <laughs> I have so many, I don't even know. But I love um, Mackenzie Bell um, and I love Blair Goldberg. And I love Broadway Bestie. I don't know. I have so many. I, like, don't even know where to start. Like, I have a million best friends. Um, But these are some of my old school, some old school ones. But, yeah.
0: Mackenzie Bell and I are from the same town. And we grew up together. And her mom is a dance teacher where I grew up. And they're an incredible family. So I love that you're both in the Broadway pounding that pavement, doing the things. It's amazing, she's doing great and so are you. I
1: I know, she's amazing. And actually, we are both in the Wanderer together, which is crazy, this will be our second show together.
0: Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. And then my last question, I wanted to know if you'd sing. If I would sing a little something? Yeah.
1: Let me think about it, yes.
0: Awesome. I am so excited. So when you hear this tune, you don't have to sing this just yet, but when you hear this tune, what does it make you think of? What does that make you think of?
1: It makes me think of Home of Family. <laughs> it makes me excited. It reminds me of the first time that I, that I did it.
0: I love it. Well, It's amazing. Let's sing it, shall we?
1: Um, I am so excited. It, but before we sing it, should I just say, it has been such an absolute honor to get to do this podcast with you. You are such an incredible talent. Working with you is amazing. And um, I feel so grateful to know you and so thankful to have you now in my life.
0: I feel the exact same way. Thank you so much you. How do we follow you before we head on over to the piano? You
1: can follow me on Christy Altmar in, 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 at Christy Altmar C-H-R-I-S-T-Y A-L-T-O-M-A-R-E uh, on Instagram and I'm also on Twitter and I'm also on Facebook but I don't really use Facebook anymore. But usually people friend me on Facebook and I don't respond because you can only have a certain percentage of friends. Like Yes. You can't just...
0: I mean, once you get to 5,000, you've tapped out. Okay, so you now.
1: know what I'm saying. You know what I'm
0: saying. She's as wonderful in person as you would imagine her to be. Go follow her. I, t- this was so much fun. It was so Thank you. Come back anytime. Host. Do whatever you want to. You can this have is a whole the podcast. best. I love you. You're a fantastic. I love you. Okay. Thank you so much. I love you too. Yes! Black